Today's episode of Tyson Tate is brought to you by DirecTV. Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. DirecTV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Today's episode of Titus and Tate, the UCLA Bruins are back, Tate. Back and better than ever. Own the West Coast. Uh, Arizona was a team that I thought was better than UCLA going into this game. Still not, might not be wrong. Uh, I mean, Kirk Kreese was literally the, the opposite of himself yeah. in this game. So there's some reason for hope for Arizona, but UCLA finally showed This up. was a, a big brother versus little brother type yes. game, it felt to me. And UCLA was a big this brother. This is the grown-ups against were, the kids. Yes, <laughs> they completely punked Arizona. Uh, have taken control of the Pac-12 by doing so. Pac-12 but they play again. Update. Yeah, there you go. But they play again uh, next week. We're going to talk about the game we just got done watching. Also, the Chris Mack era at Louisville is officially over, Tate. Dino Gaudio! <laughs> and joining us on the program tonight will be Dino Gaudio from <laughs> prison. <laughs> He's actually recording Dino this show. <laughs> uh, is that Rick Pitino's music I hear? Uh, Come on uh, down, please. Rick Pitino. Please. Uh, we're going to talk about Chris Mack, uh, the the meeting his demise in Louisville, which if you hadn't heard, uh, that's supposed to happen officially, officially tomorrow. It's already official. What what level of official are we on? Because it's like, it's, it's been confirmed, official. but it's not. It happens on Wednesday. Ink. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But today's Tuesday night. Okay. So, so tomorrow, by the time you're listening to this, unless you're watching official. live, if you're watching live, sorry, it's, it's not, not official. It's really official. <laughs> a little ways to go. Uh, also, wild night in the SEC tonight. We had Georgia beat Bama in basketball this time, Tate. Uh, Tom what? Crean, huh? Put Georgia throws, owns Bama. Who would have thought? Tom Crean saw that a, a marquee job was available in college basketball, and he's like, <laughs> I should, I should probably take this seriously and start winning some games. Uh, he beat Georgia beats Bama. Auburn, the new number one in college basketball, Ooh, almost loses. By Conzo's. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Great game there. Kentucky goes to OT and Rupp Arena and needs OT to beat Mississippi State. Uh, Illinois beats Michigan State by one. That was there's, a good game. There's a ton Without of... Without Kofi. Dude, Duke Duke almost lost at home. No, you don't talk about that. Those are, know, the roles, even like, those are the rules yeah. of the media. Don't address the fact that Duke is barely, you know, skating by right now. They're well, dominating I, these games. I was going to say that Duke, Duke, even you and I almost didn't even notice it with all the action going on today. There's a ton to talk about. We'll do our best to hit it all, but first... Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Let's uh I want to get to Chris Mack. I want to I want to have a ton of time to talk about Chris Mack because yeah. that is certainly the big story of the day in terms of the macro uh because you know like <laughs> the, the, the these macro. games <laughs> These games matter. U- UCLA beating Arizona matters. It it matters in Pac-12 race. We're not we're not diminishing uh how much the regular season matters, but Chris Mack is kind of the story in college basketball. So let's uh let's talk about the game we just watched. But then we'll get to Chris Mack. Is that, mm, does that that's work fair? Let's do that. Uh, UCLA. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start by by raising my hand and saying uh, I have no shame in admitting this. If I would have voted in the AP poll on Sunday night, I would have probably voted Arizona number one. Mm. If I would vote in the AP poll tonight, I would not have Arizona. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, Things can change that. So quickly. I say that to say, going into this game, I I uh, I, I thought Arizona was going to win. Vegas thought Arizona was going to win. Yeah. Uh, Tubelis was had a had a bum ankle, but he we didn't know if he was going to play or not. He ends up playing, coming off the bench. 
Um, but I just felt like Arizona, and we've we've talked about this in the the in, in um in our Pac-12 updates that we've done throughout the year. UCLA is like the legacy pick, and not just because I'm not talking like the John Wooden era legacy. I'm no, we're talking about from the tournament last, last year. year. <laughs> they were a top yes. five team coming into the season. Johnny Juzang supposed to be mm-hmm. player of the year. They were the the shoe win. So yes, to speak. but I felt like if you've watched both of these teams all year, Arizona has looked like the better team. Yes. For most, and, and it's not to say that they're not yeah. the better team, but tonight they, they obviously tonight they were not at all, <laughs> and we can get into how and why. Yeah, uh, I think if you're a box score peruser, you would say this game was won and lost by Kirk Reese. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, if you were not a 0 box, for nine from the yeah. three point line, 0 for twelve overall. How many turnovers did he end up with? He had six assists though, so that's good. <laughs> Four turnovers. I, he had three like out of the gate. It was. That is the one thing, like, even as a guy that believes in Arizona, probably more than anybody else, um, and and I'm gonna have to reevaluate. We're we're recording this like right after the the clock hit zero, so uh, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need to sleep on it. And see how yeah, it more. take some time. But um, as a guy who going into this game believed in Arizona more than anything else, anybody else probably, I I will acknowledge that they're one of their huge Achilles heels is turnovers. That if if you remember Tate the Tennessee game in Knoxville. They started in a massive hole because Kirk Reese was doing the same thing where he was just throwing the ball all over the gym. And it wasn't just turnovers. It was like the kind of turnovers they that that make you just like stare at the screen and you're like, have 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 you ever dribbled a basketball? Have you ever passed a basketball? It, it's very maddening, I imagine, if you're mm. an Arizona fan to watch when Kirk Reese goes into this mode of just like dribble. Like he, he, I mean, he can't dribble. It, it's, it's just, I don't know how else to explain it. It's just like the weirdest. Um, I, I don't know how to explain it in audio. <laughs> what it is he's doing? Yeah, you're doing your. What it looks like, right yeah. Now, but yeah, it looks like he's never played basketball in his life. Um, but I think the real story, because I'm a positive person, I try to I try to bring the the, the positive vibes. It's less about Kirk Crease going 0 for 12 with four turnovers, and it's more about UCLA finally for the first time all season. Even even including the Villanova game, I think this is the first time all season that UCLA went into a game and said, "We there's a 0% chance we're going to lose this game. This was a must-win game. We are, yes, we're the, going to kill these guys. This was Whatever it takes. If you're UCLA and you lose this game, you lose all cachet, you lose all momentum of what this season was supposed to be because with the COVID break that they had, mm-hmm. with the letdown loss to Oregon, with the mm-hmm. Villanova win that they had Gonzaga so long them. ago, Gonzaga spanks you, and mm-hmm. Gonzaga also lost to Alabama, who lost to Georgia. So try so to really try to make it make Georgia. Sense. Yes, <laughs> yeah, kind of lost. So you woke up this morning, or you watched Tom Crean beat UCLA. Beat you. Yes, Tom Crean has beat you. So you went into this game saying Tom Crean. Is- that that is how they walked into this game, and they played like that. They played with the fire that we saw last year in the NCAA tournament. They are literally the definition of when UCLA is shooting like this, which was insane in this game. I mean, at one point it had to be seventy percent. They feel unbeatable. They feel unstoppable. And Cody Riley is a nice inside presence for them. This whole game went perfectly according yeah. to plan and if you're UCLA. Yeah. I mean, you got Johnny making shots. You got Jules Bernard. I mean, he's literally doing 360s in the air, double pumping and somehow making fadeaway jumpers. You know I mean? Cody Riley's had an 18-foot jump shot. Yeah, th- th- yeah, this was the perfect offensive night for UCLA, all things considered. And then on the flip side, Arizona, they couldn't throw it in the ocean. And Kirk Kreese, every single time he took a shot, you thought this was going to be the one that kind of breaks him out of the slump. Well, and it just never, it never would come around. So 
I I believe it was a rat race to know. I believe in Kirk Risa because I've I've bought too much stock. Kirk yes. Risa is, is UCLA had to win this game. They did their job and they did it definitively, which is great as we move forward for the rest of the season. But that's not to say that they're going to face an Arizona team next week in Tucson. That's like the one they saw tonight. It's going to be totally different. Yeah, Kirk Risa is my crypto. He is he is I've 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 I'm over leveraged on all the stock I've I've bought in him. I I I love I watched him against Illinois and I was like the swagger this guy plays with. Yeah, is on. He's talking shit to everybody, uh, just like making big play after big play. And he and he would shoot those, uh, which has become like his signature shot. The 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 uh like in transition, he just pulls up on the left wing off the dribble. Mm-hmm. That's what he 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 loves that shot. He shoots it all the time. Um, so I fell in love with him in the Illinois game. And what I was gonna say, Tate, is even as a guy who who is scared to say bad things about Kirk Reese because I I just can't live in a world where he's he goes over twelve with four turnovers. Um, he did himself no favors with the shot selection. Like he 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 was forcing it tonight. He was zero for eight, and then he would you would think like if you and I have played plenty of basketball <laughs> in our lives, you and I have had nights where we were zero for eight. Yeah. When you shot that ninth shot, you probably weren't shooting it off of zero passes in transition on a, you know, I don't, I don't know if that was Kerr's night shot, but th- those are like the kind of shots he was shooting. He was just like pulling up with hands in his face. And I was like, I love it. I love that shot in a different context. In yeah. this context, maybe only shoot if you're wide open. Yeah. And maybe it's all, only- I, I, I used to always find that like the reason I respected it, I mean, Kobe was saying, Kobe and Michael. Like they had that conscience of like I could go over fifteen, but I'm gonna take the sixteen. Who was shot. was it? Dion Kirk Creesa, you know what I mean? Maybe don't have that. Mentality. Don't have that. Was it Dion Waiters that said I would rather go over thirty than over six because over six says I means I stopped shooting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean that's that was Kirk Creesa. FDA is is I don't honestly, know if that was Dion Waiters. One of the most like important stats. Like when you look at a an NBA box score, any box score in basketball, if you look at the amount of shots just to get a shot up, it takes a lot. But Kirk Creesa. In this game, he, he was like, I got a sliver of daylight. I'm putting the shot At up. the end of the game, I heard the uh, UCLA students chanting MVP. Out. That was pretty good. <laughs> that made me feel like UCLA was ready to be that team, that blue blood, because like yeah. the fans are engaged enough to say, this guy's losing the game for the other that's, team. That's He's true. our MVP. Yeah, because <laughs> the UCLA that we, uh, when I first moved to LA Ooh, years ago. UCLA, Yeah, when we would Ooh. go to those games, uh, the, the students sad. section didn't even know the score half the time. No, they were just- They were doing they were, homework. Yeah. Seriously, there were people doing study hall. Uh, the other let's let's okay, we're, we're done talking about Kirk Reese, so let's let's talk about just UCLA for the rest. Of, I mean, shout out, shout out, or, or just positive things. No, Hame, no more. Hame Haquez uh, was a big part of this game. We needed to see him, yeah. kind of click back, had some big blocks, had some big buckets, looked comfortable and confident. Speaking of comfortable and confident, Peyton Watson, I was gonna say that was the one thing I wanted to get to. The first five star to commit on this program, yeah, this was his best first game. of many. Yes, that, that are coming. Yes. Sky Clark was after him. Did not commit on this show. Did not but commit, he did but he, came, the he show. came here and he he kind of wink wink said, "I'm going to Kentucky." Yeah, he committed yes. to Kentucky. If I remember, like like four days later, and we heard from his people he was going to commit. We we're like, "Sky, you want to come back and commit?" And he was like, "Who are you?" Yeah, he's like, "No, no, no." <laughs> but Peyton Watson, Peyton Watson UCLA. did commit on the show. Yes, uh, has not had maybe the season he envisioned. Um, no. but this is. You know, if you're if you're Peyton Watson, this is the the I I don't know if risk is the right word, but this is something you have to uh, know is a possibility when you commit to a UCLA and you're uh, you're you're going to a program that brought everybody back basically from a Final Four appearance. Not only brought everybody back, but they're just a wing dominant program. It's just one after another coming in that like they have guys like Jules Bernard, which like nationally, uh, you know, like you and I watch a ton of UCLA basketball, so Jules Bernard, we know how good he is. But I imagine 
you know, when people talk about UCLA nationally, Hami Haquez and Johnny Juzang stick out to you. Maybe you throw in Tiger Campbell in there and then you start throwing in like a Jules Bernard who who played well and hit some big shots tonight. You're like, my God, this team is absolutely loaded with guys who can make plays from the wing position, Tate. Yeah. Where Peyton Watson, for most of this season, has been struggling to find how he can impact the game. He's forced it in a lot of ways. When he'd come in, he would like, you know, would would try to prove that I'm a big boy. I, I promise, coach, I can do this. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to go ISO here. Yes. And you're like, this is not within the flow this, of the game. Yeah. And this is not a good decision right now. Yes. Yeah. And uh, tonight, I don't know if this is the best. I haven't watched every game that he's played. Um, so I, I, don't we're talking know. about major competition though. Like, I, don't I don't know if, care if he is, did it against Long Beach. Yeah. State or whatever. I don't know if yeah. this is his best game, but this is the best game I've ever seen him play for sure. Yes. De defensively and uh, like defensively was, he was, he was almost better defensively. He was offensively and he was, he was, he, he had some, uh, uh, big time three. Big time. Yeah. Had a nice drive to the basket. I mean, I think he only had five points, but how many like, blocks did he have? I think he had like two he had or three eight. blocks. I mean, yeah. maybe he had two blocks and one of them was in, ended up being called a foul. Says two, but he was active. He was yeah. involved, and he had a couple boneheaded plays. He had one really bad miss. Three turnovers. But all in all, I mean, it was he, he was active, and he was trying to get in the mix, rebounding, defensive rebounding. And Chris Mack pulled Hawkes early in the game and put in Peyton Watson, and Peyton Watson delivered, hit that big three then, and yeah. that kind of helped Chris, you know, uh, Chris, Chris Mack, uh, Chris, Mick Cronin. Cronin. <laughs> Think about Chris Mack. Uh, Mick Cronin, you know, kind of helped him have faith in Peyton Watson for the rest of the game, which was good to see. This was just, honestly, it warmed my heart because I, I was all in on UCLA to start yeah. the year. I thought John Juzang was going to take us on this beautiful National Player of the Year, right? And it's not to say that he won't, but with COVID and then being out and then kind of being out of the conversation and Kim Palm just keeps knocking them down every single week yeah, no matter yeah. what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Just they're not a like, Kim Palm team. They're, no. they're a W team. Exactly. They're, they're trying to stack Ws. They're not trying to be efficient. They're not trying to be anything. They're just trying to stack Ws. They had 12 assists in this game. Yeah. Like, a lot, like when you think <laughs> of a good team. Which is more than I... <laughs> when you think of a good team, though, like like a really good team, you're thinking to yourself, 30 assists. You know, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that's what yeah. I want. We want to have 30 assists. Let's get everybody touching the ball. This team is not built that way. No. Everybody's getting theirs. This team, I swear, when Kobe died, UCLA had made a decision to honor Kobe by just doing ISO ball 15-foot <laughs> jumpers. Like, no yes, fadeaway jumpers. Like, fade step back jump. fadeaway jumpers. That's, a lot that's of pump we're going to honor Kobe's memories. Yes. Johnny Juzang. A lot of like, pivots. Yeah. Spin move at the elbow <laughs> and then rising up over a guy who's yes. three inches shorter at him and hitting a jump shot. And then staring him down. <laughs> staring down. I mean, Peyton Watson had one of those moments. He had a mama stare down. I mean, it is. Um, I, I told you this during the game that, like, if you if we didn't have UCLA's final four run last year, I would watch this tonight and I'd be like, that, that was great what we saw from UCLA. I don't know if we can trust it in March, though, because it is the. They they you talk about twelve assists. I don't think they set twelve screens the entire game. They, oh yeah, they, they do. They, it, it, is. it is it is like unbelievable how. Um, but but it works. That that that's the point, I guess. Is that like it, you're watching it and you're like, this should not work, but it does because they mm. that's just their style of play. They they can go ISO and they don't mind taking long twos, and that's might not be the most efficient. Kenneth Pomeroy might look at it and say, don't like it. But the good they get news, dubs. But the good news is like. Let's say the wing players, the Johnny Juzang shots aren't falling. They do have the traditional Tiger Campbell, Cody Riley. Tiger Campbell is great tonight. I mean, they they have that. You know what I mean? They have the guard that can set the pace for their team. And they have a big that if we really need a bucket here, we really just need a positive possession, yeah. we can get it into Cody Riley. And if he is hitting that 18-foot jumper that you were talking about consistently, I mean, this team, is, is we're you know really the, talking. You know what the scariest thing is about UCLA right now? We still didn't even see him tap into the Jake Kyman magic. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. Which we know they have.
And Jalen Clark, you know they have it. And, and Clark, who's the other freshman, who's like their glue guy. They play at the four. He he can guard, you know, one through four. Sometimes they can slide him down. I mean, he's not even playing in this game. So yeah. like, they they have they're even loaded. More. Yeah, they're loaded. It, that's what this game did. It reminded you of what UCLA, like why we were high on UCLA. It wasn't just, uh, you know, they, they, they. They needed this game, and they delivered in every way. It wasn't a de facto pick, I should say. Like, and and come when we're heading into the preseason, it wasn't just like like maybe a Texas was. We're like we we had no reason to believe in Texas this year. We you didn't know? believe we didn't believe in them, but like, it, it, of course, Texas wasn't going to be as good as people thought they were going to be. They're a bunch of transfers, a new coach, a whole new like they're trying to build something. Like, of of course. But UCLA, I guess, like as the season has progressed with COVID pauses, and as you said, they they slipped up against Oregon at home, get smacked by Gonzaga. Mm. Uh, I haven't. I wasn't thinking it, but like maybe they're in the backs of my mind. It's like rumbling around. Like, was you silly ever good? Or yeah. They just and you start and tonight they were you walk away from the game. They were falling out of favor yeah. when we talk about the teams that are going to win it all. And, and yes. Arizona was the new hot team on the scene that we were all yes. falling in love with. And I, I was very much falling. I'm still yes. in love with them. I'm, I'm. I don't need to sleep on it. I'm in love with Arizona. I. I. I think they'll be fine. I think. Uh, I think they will be. I think too. if Kirk Creasy goes 0 for six, they it's a whole different ballgame. This, I think, like, no, for real. If Kirk Creaser would have just simply not shot the ball the entire night, there's a chance there's that a they chance win this. Arizona win. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's why they chanted MVP. But I do think, that's insane. overall, this is a win for the Pac 12. Like, if Arizona wins at UCLA tonight, that kind of knocks UCLA out of this conversation. And then, Arizona and you know what it does? A solo project. Yeah, because you know what it does as the Pac 12 as a whole is it makes UCLA look like a front. Because if, if we're fighting the national fight here, what, what happens? UCLA falls down, and then now UCLA is a fraud, and everyone throws them out, and they're like, "Get, get, get them out this of This team sucks, mm-hmm. whatever. And as you said, Arizona's on on their own, and that that happens like like Oregon's a great example. Oregon is like did not have a great non conference. Was a team that I called a fraud a million times <laughs> over. If we're being honest with each other, if Oregon had like Providence jerseys on, or like a, if if Oregon yeah. was like a middling, like Oregon is good enough to be in the middle of the pack of the Big East, say you know, but. Like if a team loses to Oregon, it feels like a disaster in the Pac-12. Where if you look up and Villanova loses to Providence, you're not like hitting yeah. the panic button. On, you know what I mean? It, and and, and UCLA is going to be in the tournament now. After the after beating USC and UCLA, they're going to be in the tournament. If UCLA would have lost tonight, they fall down to that like Oregon tier of like they might be good, but still like I'm not taking them seriously anymore and get them out of here. You know, so, I don't know if that makes any sense. No, it does. Should we talk about Chris Mack? <laughs> shout out, shout out, Mathurin, by the way, who. Tried to single-handedly double double uh, carry Arizona back into this game, and Kirk Creasa said, "Not today, sir." <laughs> Kirk Creasa said, "What are you doing over there? Can I help?" And then just comes and like Mr. Magoo, like yeah, he he was Kevin with this. the chili in <laughs> the <laughs> office. That was it. Uh, that's the reference I was going for. Uh, all right, Chris Mack, we, or do you have anything else? No, I, I I'm just so happy about oh, UCLA. Yeah, I really am. Are. I mean, I yeah. I don't like I don't have much. I don't have much going on for me in the world of sports. I mean, it's been dark, dark times. And you know what I figured out? I went back to figure out when Game of Thrones said winter was coming, like what the date of that was in that episode. And it was May of 2019. Mm, mm-hmm. Winter came and the world shut down. I mean, the, what do you mean? Wait, they were saying winter was coming the whole winter was, oh. but then it came at the end in the last oh, like winter. Once it came. actually came, like the whole world basically, like, you know. And you're saying that, of, that all my sports team, everything since this May, May of 2019, every, winter came. And I'm tired of winter. And it's been cold out here. It has been so cold. 
It sounds like you're jumping Carolina no, ship. And, I, I'm and just telling you, I'm just happy to see something see, go this right. Is, I'm happy to see something go right. Jim, this disgusts me because oh. Tate, UCLA has a Jordan logo on their jerseys now. Exactly. So Tate thinks that like, yeah, because Carolina us. sucks, he can just jump No, 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 no. I don't think that. I'm just saying that's us. That's us. That's Jordan. That's us. So that counts. Yeah, it's us. We, so we North Carolina won tonight. When Georgetown won the Big East tournament last year, that, that was, was a win. Us. That was a win for. <laughs> Let's talk about Chris Mack. I think we're done with the UCLA Arizona talk. I think that. Uh, that's how far. Like, that's how far deep we are now. Uh, we're celebrating Cam Johnson starting NBA game. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about Chris Mack. Quick break to talk about Coors Light. Hey, I love talking about Coors Light. Mm. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment of chill? How do you like to hit the reset button and get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Although, I got to say, I reach for Coors Light literally at all times. If I'm, mm. if I'm ready to have a good time out, I reach for Coors Light. If I'm ready to chill, I reach for Coors Light. It is the the only beer I reach for under any circumstances. <laughs> but the copy here says, talk about how it's made to chill. So that's what we're going to focus on. The Blue Mountains, baby. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you need to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash T ampersand T. That's TNT with an ampersand. Celebrate responsibly Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device to let you catch the game live, another to let you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. And now a message from Discover about customer service and common sense. When you have credit card questions, it's nice to have them answered by a real person. You know, someone who can actually understand your issues and work to resolve them. In other words, what you don't need is a robot. And that's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. No wonder we call it live customer service. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Back to Titus and Tate. Chris Mack, uh, as you said, it's not official yet, but it is official it's not officially official, but it is official. Wink, wink. It's a there's a meeting of the board of trustees or. Did you imagine or, Chris Mack like in the eleventh hour convinced him to keep him? <laughs> like all these What would it take? I wonder. He's just begging. Oh. He's literally begging. He's on his knees. He's playing bore on the floor with. Yeah, that's what <laughs> it's going to take. Something like that. But Louisville, I I forgot about this because it gets Billy lost. Madison. I'm right. You're wrong. <laughs> it gets lost in uh, basically everything that has happened in the Louisville athletic department in the last five years, but. Oh. Uh, I I completely forgot that right now, Louisville has an interim AD and no president. Remember mm-hmm. because they lost their AD and president on like the exact same day or back to back days. So who's even making these decisions? Who who is is this? Just the Louisville Illuminati that votes on this stuff? And like, it's the what, board. What? It's the it's board. The board. Of, the board of trustees. The president. The, the, the president went to Penn State. Right. That was yeah. The, that she, uh, that's she the, left the, yeah, for yeah, Penn State. Right. Yeah. That's where she went. 
So basically, it, it feels like, I mean, obviously there's a board of trustees, but it does feel like the Louisville basketball powers that be in that world are going. Is it, to was it Louisville Twitter that got him fired? They I don't just know. like people just tweeted fire. Was it us? Because we, we we did talk about the Dino Gaudia. We we worked that whole thing back. He tried to get Dino Gaudia to be the bad guy. Yeah, let's do. And let's then do, we and then we were let's like, let's do. A How did we get here? Yeah, let's okay. let's explain that because I think this might be slightly surprising if you haven't been paying. If if you're new to the show, uh, you you might not know the backstory of Chris Macker. You, I don't know. I I, I whatever your reason, it might be surprising on the surface, Tate, that Louisville would fire. That doesn't happen a lot in college basketball unless there's off-court problems because uh, unlike college football where you could fire a coach, um, you know, two-thirds of the way into a season or halfway through a season because you know that, like, you had national title hopes and you're 500, you fire the coach, right? That doesn't happen in college basketball as often because there's always the hope of going on the run in March. There's always, no matter how bad Louisville is. just got to get there. If we can win the ACC tournament, which we could this year because the ACC is down. If we could just string together some wins, then who knows? Maybe we could. And so the people who make these decisions more often than not will wait to see what happens because you don't want to, you know, yeah, you yeah. just never know. So, so having something like this might be surprising, but if you've been paying any attention, uh, it's not surprising. And that Chris Mack has just slowly been unraveling for the last year, I want to say. like it, And then it became very, very fast in the last couple of weeks. So uh, Louisville has lost five of six now, um, including on Russ Smith night when they retired his jersey against Notre Dame, they they hang his jersey in the rafters and they get smacked at home. And guess who was in the video? Who's that? Rick Pitino. Oh, in the in the, he was, the video? He was, in the, he was in the tribute video. That's unbelievable. So, it, it's not... It's not over yet. The, power, the powers that be... You fired this man, now you're putting him in videos? Someone reached out to Rick Pitino and Rick Pitino had to say yes. So, that's all I'm saying. I'm, all I'm saying is a conversation was had at least about that video. So, it's not to say that there is no bridge there. Just putting it out there. <laughs> Uh, so, so Chris Max lost five of six. Anyway, um, they, they lost to Virginia over the weekend, right? Yeah. Um, he has been, I, he, I, I, I haven't been paying super close attention, but it's popping into my purview that he's basically like fighting the media in every post game press conference he's doing, where he's like trying to gaslight people and say, I never said that. And like, who, you know, he'll, he'll say the, the, the one, the one example I saw was like, he said, I don't like, basically, how do I reach these kids? How do I reach these kids? Yes. And then two days later, he's doing a press conference, and they're like, hey, "You know, you, are are you going through it, Coach? You know, you said you're having trouble reaching these kids." He's like, "I never said that. Like, what, what? You said that." And it got to that point where he's he's like slowly losing. And they asked time. Malik Williams, yes. senior, and, and they, that was the that was the final nail in the coffin. Yeah, they, they asked Malik Williams. They said, "Are the players responding to the coaching staff?" Which is a very direct question. And usually, as a player, a pretty easy answer, which is just yes. Even if we aren't, we just say yes and we move on. Yeah. He said, and I quote, I don't have a comment for that. After pausing for like what felt like 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, no. Like sat there and he's like, huh. He's like, I know what I should say. Trying to think about what I could say. No comment. Do I say hell no or just no? Or do I... Probably I should probably just say no comment. No comment. <laughs> I think the first crack, though, as we're working back the timeline, at least for me, the first time that I saw the crack in the whole Mac system at Louisville was when he did the the promo little wrestling video after they beat yes. Kentucky. Yes, that that was when I was. Well, like, he did the dude. He did the promo to play Kentucky because remember the 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 Kentucky to game. Play Kentucky? Are there, no, he, dude, dude. This is this is why yeah, we have to unpack yeah, this because yeah, yeah. there's a lot because. Uh, he lost his mind around then. Yeah, he did the promo because the game was in jeopardy, quote unquote, about playing and and yeah. 
Cal, like, like, because remember, like, did they have to forfeit? This one was a ducking thing. This is a ducking and dodging situation, right? Yeah. If you remember correctly, yeah. It was, uh, Louis, like, they were going to have to play without fans. And, like, Mac was like, we shouldn't have to forfeit a game without fans. We yeah, should get it. yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. there's, so then there's like a tug of war about whether they were going to play, Kentucky and Louisville were even going to play. Then he makes a video. Uh, 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 him and Cal just started going back and forth with like it was like wrestling, wrestling promos. promos. Yes. Then they beat Kentucky last year, and him and the 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 Eric Wood, the dude, the dude that played yeah. football, at Louisville. Yeah, yeah. He's going nuts, and, and Max hanging over his shoulder, That's just right. like yeah. And and Wood is yelling something about like Kenny Payne's the only reason you were ever good, Cal, because yeah. Kenny Payne had left at that point, and mm-hmm. and Max is like damn straight and like acting a fool, yeah. and that pissed off all the Kentucky people, and that was that was. Enough of like a this is weird as you said like a crack. It was just an out of character. It was just like you don't do that. You know, it was very juvenile behavior. You're like, what is happening here? Fast forward to I think the moment when it was like, all right, so this is like when I realized this season Chris Mack is going to be on the hot seat was the Dino Gaudio, uh, everything that unfolded there. Which my understanding, and again, uh, we should have Mike Rutherford or Dino Gaudio on the show to shout out to Mike Rutherford, by the way. He he is our man um, of the week here on our set. He, he is. We got his picture hanging up on the set up there. <laughs> Love you, Mike. Uh the the uh so at the end of last year, Louisville misses the tournament, as we know. Um, and that's unacceptable by Louisville basketball standards, the program that, that won a national tournament. We should say on the bubble. I mean, there's yeah, they were close, that, yeah, they but were close. but you know, but again, this is this is why the tournament matters so much. You get in, you win a couple games, where it's a different story. To to that point in Chris yeah. Mack's defense, 2020, they had a decent team. They were gonna make the tournament. Who knows what tournament canceled. Yeah. Who knows what happened? Maybe if Chris Mack goes to the lead eight that season, he's not fired. I I don't know. They were second in the ACC in twenty. They were ranked number one for two weeks in <laughs> yeah. twenty twenty. So think about that. That's, number one that's, in the country. That's how far we've gone. I mean, and they had a staff that had Dino Gaudio and Luke Murray, and they had all this positive momentum. And then last year they don't make the tournament. Uh, I think Chris Mack had some had to come up with some answers, so he decided I'm going to fire, fire my basically staff. my yeah. entire staff. Uh, Dino Gaudio, who was, guys. who was his mentor, who or I don't know, mentor may might be too strong, no, I mean, word, but they were like yeah. they were boys, they were guys going all the way back. Uh, Dino Gaudio um, says, "What the hell, dude? I was gonna coach for like one or two more years anyway. Better give me my money that you owe me." Chris Mack records it, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> There's an extortion case. All of this is going on, and when when, when it all happened, we talked about it. Uh, the, the the point we kept driving home was that. Like, cause Chris, Chris Mack, like Dino Gaudio is the one who got arrested. Chris Mack technically broke no laws or whatever, you know, but like, it's just, he, what, what he did was he invited chaos into a program that was the most chaotic basketball program in the country. That's how Rick Pitino was fired. Was that, was basically, like Rick Pitino was not fired because he's a bad coach. Duh. Yeah, oh, shit. Duh. That's why they're going to hire him back. He's awesome. He's a great <laughs> coach. He might be the best coach of all time. He still might be, the, he might be the best coach in the game right now. Ever, ever. <laughs> um, they fired him because of all the circus off the court. So, like, there's one thing that Louisville wanted by hiring Chris Mack was stability. Was like non-controversy and stability. That's all we want. And he he invited this this controversy and instability into the program. So going into the season, off coming off a season where you don't make the tournament, you have this extortion case going on. You fired your assistants. You're you're not supposed to be that good in any way. Louisville wasn't this year, but like, who knows? Maybe something crazy would happen. Didn't happen. They sucked ass. And it got worse, and now he's gone. So that's that. That's how we got here. And the real thing, obviously, we're talking about the NCAA being involved, but they amended the notice of allegations to include the Dino Gaudio extortion. Yes. So, like, yes. once that happened in so September— So it wasn't even just, like, a PR thing. No, no, no. Like what, actual, once the NCAA yeah. addressed it and said, we're going to add more to your already notice of allegations, we're going to add more allegations that implicate your current coach, 
Well, Chris Mack was supposed to be the clean guy after Rick Pitino. He was supposed to be the nice guy that came and kind of got things together. And every single coach that's been at Louisville is a Hall of Fame coach. So Chris Mack was on his way, supposedly, to be a Hall of Fame coach. I mean, he was that true. To, I mean, that's what I saw all the Louisville people. Doing. <laughs> I was like, and then I look back and I was like, I think it checks out. It's all Hall of Fame coaches. You know what I mean? If you, if you work it all the way back. So it's like Chris Mack is on this path. Right? Yeah. Like you said, they're number one in the country. They were number one in the country for two weeks. It, it was all set up. Yeah. And then it just colossally collapsed. I think I think it collapsed because the job is too big for him. And Something. I, I I think power is a hell of a drug. I think, I mean, I think, I think there are a few lessons we can learn from this. Number one, don't leave your alma mater. Never leave your alma mater. Ever. That's it. Can, can I can I tell you the last four years that Chris Mack had at Xavier? This was his last four year run at Xavier. 2015, they go to the Sweet 16, lose to Arizona in 2015. 2016, Xavier gets a two seed, loses to Wisconsin in the second round, but like the two seed is just like indicative. Like, you know, I'm not pretending like that was a, that was good that they lost in the second round, but it's just indicative of like where the program is at, that they're getting two seeds in the yeah. second round as Xavier. And, and like, you know, no his alma mater. No disrespect to Xavier, but like this is Xavier is not a program that's expecting a one seed and a two seed in the NCAA tournament every single year. This is a big deal that they're getting two seeds. Then in 2017, they were an 11 seed, I believe. They go to the Elite Eight mm -hmm. that year. Yeah. Almost make the final. That was the that was the Chris Mack in the zeitgeist. People yes. are like, this guy is a good high. You know what I mean? This is like he's going to get a big job. It was setting up to be because uh, they beat Arizona that year. They beat they beat Sean. That was going to be Sean Miller versus Mark Few um, in the final showdown for the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. And and Xavier makes the Elite Eight that year. And then in 2018, his final season at Xavier, they win the Big East Eight. Yeah. They get a one seed in the NCAA tournament. Again, they lose the Florida State in the second round. That part sucked, but like. That that is a hell of a four year run for, and and not a ton of NCAA success. Granted, I like no Final Fours in there. I'll, I'll give you that, but like, I mean that that is unequivocally a very successful run. Maybe the I I didn't go back and look up the uh, whether it's the best four year stretch in Xavier basketball history. I imagine it probably was, and this man turned his back on that to chase the bag, which like I understand his wife's from Louisville. He probably doubled his salary. But the grass isn't always greener. Tape. That's one lesson that we learn. Again, his wife is named Christy. He is Chris. That's another thing that I'll never forget. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> it's just always, That's lesson it's always one. Lesson one was that that I learned was never leave your alma mater. If you're, I don't care what school you went to, if 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 you're coaching at that school, stay there because they they'll never. build a stat. Like they would have. He he could have he could have had five straight years of missing the tournament. And Xavier wasn't going to fire him exactly after and that four year run. That Florida State team that they lost to. I mean, they they were a little Hamilton moment away from what Dana. You know, yeah, that's from right. going to the that's final right. four. You know yeah, what I mean? That was right. a good Florida State team. So. That's right. Um, and then the other the other lesson I learned is that not all college basketball jobs are equal. Not even all good college basketball programs are equal. Not you, you know, like the the we, we were talking about this off air that there is a a massive massive difference between um you know first of all I think Louisville is I I think it's not controversial to say Louisville is a better program than Xavier. But even if they even if you wanted to argue that the jobs are not even close to the same. As no. Xavier, you are your kingdom is Xavier University. That's it. Even you know, like Xavier fans would argue, like you got to fight for the city of Cincinnati, and maybe that's true, but whatever. You know, like you you have a very tiny group of people you have to please. Your private school. Your private school. Yeah. Which is comes a lot of good things that you can just you know hide it's tight and, and yeah the situation very, very tight is and like tight. it's it's yeah. a tight knit family. Louisville, you are the the mayor of Louisville and. You're you're at war with like 
It, it is. You're a campaigner. It, you're out and about. You are fighting battles on every. You are fighting battles against the Dukes and North Carolinas of the ACC. You are fighting battles against the Kentuckys in your own state. You are fighting battles with the the UCLA's because you're a national brand and you're trying to just own the entire country and win national. It is just a nonstop barrage of like politicking and schmoozing. And Rick Pitino was great at it, Tate. Rick Pitino did it well. And you're Maybe not too well. And you're not. Maybe well, too you're well. not even like. And then the other. You have to schmooze the Adidas part of it. Yes. Which is yes. Rick Rick Pitino was amazing yes. at, obviously. Yes. And I don't think Chris Mack was good at think, that either. I think Chris Mack got this job and was like, I just wanted to do what I was doing at Xavier, except get paid a lot more and actually have a chance of winning national. And get title. these like big time players. And get five stars versus yes. like diamonds in the rough exactly. that I have to coach up. That's what I want. And it's like it doesn't work that way. That's not the like when you take the Louisville job, you're no longer even really coaching basketball. You're like now. <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're like managing this. Yeah, you're governor, entity. mayor, yeah. whatever you want to call yes. it. Yeah, exactly. You're yes. you're everywhere. You're out and about. You have to kiss the ring of these boosters. You have to go to KFC. You have to like make sure they're happy. <laughs> I mean, th- these are, these are all things that are part of the job. All right. So here's the here's the big question: Where does Louisville go from here? Um, the answer is Rick Pitino. I think you start there. I think you end there. I think that's the answer. You call Rick Pitino. <laughs> um, it would be. It, I mean, it would literally. It would be so poetic it would be so fitting i will but it's also it, it's not even in reality because of how he was mistreated on the way I out know. that's why it's so ridiculous but if you're rick patino do you think i get he says yes in a who says no situation louisville or rick patino louisville says who's, no, who's more likely to yes. say no it's i think it's louisville louisville yeah. says no and rick patino says yeah i think patino would do it because i think Absolutely. he sees that as winning yes yeah i was right yeah yeah hundred <laughs> percent. There's no other way. I mean, there's no other way to look at it. I mean, well, he, he did get screwed in the situation. And this is this is the point I want to break because if it's not Rick Pitino, I want to talk about this who, who it might be and 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 why. Because uh, as a reminder, Rick Pitino is the only man, the only head coach, the only guy that like matters, the only guy with name recognition in college basketball uh, that from the FBI fallout lost his job. Yeah. Uh, like Sean Miller does no longer coaching Arizona. Sean Miller's not coaching Arizona because anything to do with the FBI. Sean Miller survived the FBI stuff just to have a shitty year last year and get fired for Yeah, he got just, fired like, for not performance. Winning. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is hilarious. Yeah, they're like, like, we're fine with the cheating. You yeah, just have to win. Cheat all you want. We don't care. <laughs> just don't lose to Utah, Colorado, and Stanford. Like, come on. What are we doing? Um, oh, man. So, so Rick Pitino's the one guy that goes down. We, we live in a world where Auburn, again, Auburn fans, I understand Bruce Pearl didn't know. He had no idea. No what Chuck Person was up to, and it doesn't matter anyway, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. Uh, Auburn is the number one team in the country. USC was undefeated forever. They were one of the final undefeated teams in the country. Um, Oklahoma State had, had the, the number, one, number pick. one pick in the yeah. draft. So you look around the land. Kansas is is going to have the national player of the year. Three McDonald's All-American. Yes. 2022 team. And the one program that like looked at the landscape of the when the FBI was like, we have your playbook, we're coming after all of you, the one program that was like, oh, crap. We should get out ahead of this. Was Louisville, and yeah. they fired Rick Pitino. Yeah, and then everyone else stayed still and was like, "I don't, I don't believe you have any. I don't, I don't think anything's going to happen here. Yeah. I'm going to call your bluff." And exactly. they just sat there. Everyone else called the bluff of the FBI, which is pretty bold. In the NCAA, exactly. Which is pretty bold. <laughs> and nothing. NCAA, happened. NCAA, we're kind of used to calling the bluff. Yeah. of the FBI. I mean, that that was really the so. Part. With that, I would say that Louisville is now in a position where. A lesson, the lesson that Louisville should have learned through all of that, through firing Rick Pitino, and you know maybe it's still the right call to fire Rick Pitino. Maybe like it, it gets to a certain point because it wasn't an isolated incident with Pitino. It, it was a handful it was strike three. of bad things. Like maybe you know you're like we have to stand for something as a university. Let's get this guy out of here. Whatever. 
But the one thing that they they thought was the case back then that they now know or they should know is not the case now, Tate, is that ethics do not matter in college basketball even a little bit. Nobody cares. Nobody cares even one iota that Will, Will Wade is on a wiretap. Mm. We have the tapes. We don't even need the tapes released. We have the tapes. And th- this man is killing it at LSU. They have the best defense in the country. They won the SEC. Like, and and he his job security is... As as secure as could be, Bruce Pearl. They're going to build a statue for him at Auburn, yeah. and like that. That's the world we live in. Nobody is 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 worried about this stuff at all. No, the college basketball that you and I grew up on, that we love, it's dead. It's dead. It's gone. It's all right. So the question becomes: If it's not Rick Pitino, uh, because because then the names that are getting floated out there. Should I read the names? R- read some of them. These yeah. are the names that have come out. According, this is uh, Dominic Yates was who re- sources are telling him. Mm-hmm. That Kenny Payne, Bruce Pearl, Will Wade, Nate Oates, mm-hmm. um, and that Pearl, quote unquote, wants it badly. Bruce Pearl was as toxic as toxic could get as a coaching candidate. And Bruce Pearl now has the entire college basketball world eating out of the palm of his hand. Yeah. And Louisville, and I guess the point I'm saying with like the lessons that we've learned along the way is that Bruce Pearl would be unhirable. Um, but Auburn literally hired him when he had a show cost. <laughs> No, it never been happened before. Never been happened. And when it happened, ever. people were like, "This is ridiculous." This is that Auburn's doing this. Um, he he would he's a, he would have been as toxic as he could possibly get. Now there's no such thing as toxic in terms of like breaking rules or like any stigma that comes with you know what 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 happens if we hire a guy that like has a certain past. As long as it's like not a criminal, you know, like if, if you're a coach that's like a ton of sexual assault cases, say under your yeah, yeah. or something, like obviously that's a different story. But um, we live in this different era, Tate. Where like that, those are the names. Will Wade's are the name. Bruce Pearl. So yeah, I think if you're if you're Louisville, you now are like, should we hire like a, should we go should we hire Chris a Mack or should we hire a gangster? And you should hire a gangster. <laughs> go hire the gangster. The gangster's name is Rick Pitino, and he's there. He, Call him. <laughs> Rick Pitino would be, I think, a home run hire. But if you really talk about, I mean, and this goes back to the Chris Mack portion of it, which is kind of poetic and strange, but like. That video where they were talking about Kenny Payne, you can't win without Kenny Payne. That'd be Calipari needs something. Kenny Payne. If Kenny Payne goes to Louisville, that's a problem if, for John Calipari. The only I really do yeah. think that's uh, that's a problem. Yeah, it's a problem for all the teams that want to claim the New York Knicks. Too. <laughs> yeah, so the, the Hoosiers are in trouble. The, the Wildcats are in trouble. The Cardinals are claiming the New York Knicks with Kenny Payne, and it yeah. does make sense to me that Kenny Payne knows that he could he could run. An operation, so mm-hmm. to speak, a gangster. He could be gangster. Will be gangster. Wade is. But he's a not the. He's. He, he doesn't. Kenny Payne doesn't feel like the gangster hire though. It, no. It, it, Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl's the gangster hire. Bruce Pearl. I said this to you off the air. Bruce Pearl is with Auburn fans right now, and he's having a dance, and and they're having the best time they've ever had. They're like, yeah. oh my god, this, no one's ever picked me before. Yeah, I, I, I've never. I've always sat on the side on the dances. Yeah. Like, I, now the pretty girl, and I and I'm having the time of my life. Oh my gosh! And now they're gonna spin me around. Oh my god! Now I'm spinning, and I'm having this amazing time, and I just got stabbed in the back. <laughs> and that that is Bruce Pearl, and that is what he could easily do to Auburn yeah. because. He wants to be at a basketball school, and Louisville is a basketball school. Yes. There's no doubt about it. It's not even a question. Auburn is a football school, always will be. He tried to say after the Kentucky win, we're, we're in everything school. But what he was yeah. saying in that moment was, I will go to a basketball school, oh, God. especially <laughs> if you give me $10 million. Listen, I don't know if Bruce Pearl is going to take the Louisville job. I don't know if they're going to offer him, but I do know this. If Auburn fans really, truly believe that Bruce Pearl will never leave Auburn because he loves what he's building there, and he loves that he has the normal team of the Watch country. Out. <laughs> Boy, you do not know Bruce Pearl. <laughs> do not have this dance. 
<laughs> that's all I'm saying. But that, but that's what you have to do if you're the coach of you know, like if if you start, if if the candidate the candidates that start getting floated out um, yeah. for real, like when we go through this process and Louisville starts like actually calling people and all that, every single coach who is an active head coach at a Division One school, their fan base is going to say he would never leave. Mm-hmm. He will never like. What are you talking about? Why? Why would he? Why would Eric Musselman ever leave Arkansas for Louisville? That is never going to happen. What did they say about zero percent chance in twenty eighteen? Yeah, zero percent chance of ever chance. You know, so whatever, whatever candidate NATO, it's the same thing. NATO loves what he's building, although probably not anymore. NATO is like kind of. It'll be but, interesting uh, to see about what NATO does. Yeah, that that's just what you do. I have to do as a fan. So I understand Auburn. Like I'm trying not to rain on the Auburn parade because they are number one. They they won tonight. It's great times in Auburn. Survive Alabama. tonight. I think if just be careful. Like don't just. Enjoy it while you can, because if if you're if you're an Auburn fan that you're 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 looking yourself in the mirror every single night and you're saying how great is this? Bruce Pearl is going to be our coach forever. There's literally nothing that can go wrong. Again, you do not know Bruce. Pearl. You don't know this man. This man, <laughs> this he's man. capable of anything. This man. And he is like, you know, it, he is the Peter Pettigrew of college basketball. You know what I mean? He is like, he's a shapeshifter. You know, you know what? To prove that. Uh, I to prove that you shouldn't just always assume that your coach will never leave because like that the like, coaches have to leave. That's how the coaching carousel works. Like someone yes. has to someone has to leave. To I am going to uh, put my my money where my mouth is and say this that I think Chris Holman to Louisville could be a thing. Yeah, Kentucky guy. I could see that. Um, he uh, so Chris Holman to Louisville, which opens the door for Ohio State to make a hire. Are you aware of this? Mm. Brad Stevens' wife from Ohio. <laughs> Chris Holman. Brad Stevens is going to Carolina, dude. Get over it. <laughs> Get over it. It's happening. Uh, Holman's an interesting name. I mean, the, the worst. No, in, in, all, in all seriousness, Holman, like. No, I mean, that's. I, I would love Holman to be at Ohio State forever. I don't know if he's like. But I'm also like, if Kentucky, like Kentucky's the one that. Yeah, that he wants. That he, I don't even know if he wants. But like, if Kentucky calls Chris Holman, he's taking the job. He's from Lexington. Like, he's going to take the job. And I understand that. And I guess the point is, is like, you can't get in a position where you're like. Like, same with. Hubert Davis, who you love and you think is going to be the guy forever. North, North love, love Hubert. If the New York Knicks call Hubert Davis, you know he's taking that job. Well, see, that <laughs> this was fascinating to me. And they might. They sure, might. Yeah, sure. Uh, I think if Kenny Payne went to Louisville, then that is it's like a domino situation where it's like Kenny Payne goes to Louisville. Uh-huh. Calipari is going to leave Kentucky. Uh-huh. If Calipari leaves Kentucky to try to go to the Nets or the Knicks or, or whatever situation he can find in the NBA. I don't know if he can get those jobs, but he thinks he probably could. Lakers. <laughs> then, good God. Chris Holtman could then go to Kentucky. Kentucky. And then yeah. Kenny Payne. And Brad Stevens to Ohio State. And then, yeah. Then there you go. Because his, wife, his wife's from Ohio. I don't know if I said that already. No, he went to the Carolina Boston <laughs> College game. Why else would you go? Bruce Pearl's wife's from, I looked this up. I swear to God. This, this, Where is his wife from? Yeah. People think this is a bit because I talk about it all the time. I'll, Shuts not out of my nose. Uh, people, people think I'm joking because uh, I talk about coaches' wives all the time. I literally like any time a coaching search comes up, I literally search like who the, the candidates. I search their their wives, where they're from, because I, I well, those are always the that. stories too. Like Roy Williams, and like back in the day, it was like Bruce, Juana didn't want to leave Lawrence. Bruce Pearl's wife is he met her at Tennessee, so she's a she's a Southern girl. So like mm-hmm. I do think there's credence to that if you're an Auburn fan. But that's the argument you got to make. Not forget the like building stuff, and we got an arena and a facility and mm. Jabari Smith and all that. Forget all that. Just say his wife's from the South. He loves it in the South. He's not going to Louisville, which is is Louisville not the South? Technically the middle of the South, but it's it, it's it starts the South. I think yeah, I think it probably is the Midwest. The yeah, I don't know. I think it's Kentucky a, would be pretty upset if it he would said be. that. Yeah, 
But I've been to Louisville. And I'm not arguing for Kentucky. Louisville feels so. like a Midwest city. Yeah, they can have it. You're the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> I, Louisville I, is the South, technically. Wait, yeah. I just talked myself into a circle. Yeah, technically. But I will say, it is it is really sad that with this situation, we don't have, like, a guy immediately that we mm-hmm. go to. And the guy would be Rick Pitino. That's why I'm so frustrated. Mm-hmm. I mean, how could you treat this man this way? Mm-hmm. Like, it's one thing to fire him and get rid of him. But now that he's been semi-vindicated and he's winning important games and he's building a program at Iona, you don't want to even give him a call? Yeah. No courtesy call? You know who else is available that's won a lot of games in the ACC? Roy Williams. Not available. Okay. All right. Off Coach, the board. Coach K is going to be available. That's that's season? what Rutherford wants. He wants Coach uh, K. Because he wants to keep the Hall of Fame coaches, the tradition. What if they go? They, it does have to be a Hall of Fame. How many Hall of true. Fame coaches are out there? That's who they have to hire. That's what we got to look at. Hall of Fame. Jim Calhoun. Is out there. Uh, Jim Beheim. Uh Mark Turgeon's available. Wow. Sean Miller. What about Sean and Archie? Both. Together. Co-head coaches. I like that. Co-head coaches. Miller bros. <laughs> Peyton Siva's dad. Can we get him? <laughs> the guy who wore the cutoff shirt in yeah. 2013. I was, love that. Get that guy. I still, I still am going to be shocked if oh. Rick Pitino does not have any sort of momentum in this conversation. He's got to, he's got to find a way into the conversation. Like we're joking about it, but it shouldn't be a joke. I don't think I'm joking. I'm not joking. I'm just. I think it's a great story. We are I think joking, it but, it, but it wouldn't be. Why not? A bad idea. Why not? What's the what's the Mac Brown went back to Carolina. Yeah, Rick Pitino can go back to Louisville. Yeah, and and he's and it's not like a meme pick either because like the guy's like coaching his balls off at Iona and they're like he's he he will always. The one thing about Rick Pitino we know, Tate, is he never cheats the game. Never. He will cheat everything else. I will cheat on anyone. On anyone, <laughs> with anyone, in any way, shape, or form. I will not cheat the game. I know the game. I'm the best coach that's ever lived. And I'm I'm going to coach him up. That's what I do. If Rick Pitino went back to Louisville, to the ACC, I think Louisville would be the premier program in the ACC. I, I, 100%. Without any hint of sarcasm, I 100% agree. Yeah. If, Rick, if we woke up, and, and opening day of next season, Rick Pitino is the head coach of the Louisville Cardinals. I don't care what their roster is. Their preseason to win the ACC. Their preseason. My preseason pick to win the ACC. 100%. And that includes, I understand that Tony Bennett's still at Virginia. Don't care. No. Don't care. Rick don't care Pitino. at all. Don't care at all. <laughs> Rick Pitino. I, mean, I do care. Sorry, Virginia. I, I do care. It would be. No, like, I still believe in Tony, but. I no. Mean, like, Rick, Rick is. Rick is know. different. And, and if you bring him back to a league without Roy Williams and Coach K. I don't know what it is, but it's going to be something. So there you go. That's uh, it'll be it'll be a situation to monitor. Certainly, <laughs> we're going to keep an eye on yeah, that. We will certainly be keeping an eye on. Uh, what's the better job, Maryland or Louisville? It's Louisville, right? Yeah, Louisville is the better job. But I, I, for me personally, I would go to Maryland. Yeah. yeah, but I think it depends on the person. You know what I mean? Like if you're hey, more of an use, East Coast, if you're more we, of a DMV, you know, Southern Virginia East Coast person, can Maryland. we use this as an opportunity to just make a trade in Maryland? A hundred percent. That's what I want. Can we just get that done right now, please? And then hire Rick Pitino. Well, now Louisville's in the Midwest, so make the trade. It is in the Midwest. In Maryland, guess what? Border state. Welcome to the South. Yeah, you're in the South. There you go. Maryland's perfect for the ACC. We love Maryland. I know this. We want Maryland back. Maryland is the exact opposite of perfect for the Big Ten. There's no exactly. Maryland doesn't want to be. In the Big I, Ten. I hate it. It makes me want to throw up every time that you say it. It's so stupid. All right, moving on. Uh, we gotta we gotta talk about the King of the Mountain presented by Coors Light. Coors Light Woo. is the one I choose, the one you choose, the one all of us choose. 
uh, when we need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to Coors Light to CoorsLight.com slash T ampersand T. Please celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Tate, uh, King of the Mountain picks. I picked Bruce Pearl last week. Um, and we thought it was going to be a curse. It uh, kind of, it, it wasn't against Kentucky. But it could be. Because I picked Scott Drew and then they lost two in a row. And then I picked mm-hmm. Bruce Pearl. Um, and they almost lost tonight. Uh, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? You go first. Okay. I my, feel like I always go first. So you can go first. My pick, Ochai Akbaji uh, of Kansas. Woo! A man national who, player of the year. He's national player of the year. I love him. Yeah. No, you know, like we we've we've changed our mind. It feels like every show. It was EJ Liddell. It was Paolo. It was yeah. Timmy. It was that's part of Shibway. Um, all these guys are still in the running. I don't think that the race is it's not over. More. There's a lot of basketball left to be played, Tate. But uh, Ibaji had 37 against Texas Tech over the weekend, including the the shot. No, it was Big Monday, not over the weekend. It was mm-hmm. that was last night. Um, the 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 shot to send it to double overtime. He's getting the face guarding treatment by Texas Tech. That whole like. Basically, both overtimes, they just got to a point where they're like, we, we, we must stop this man. We don't know how else to do it. And they still couldn't stop him. Uh, he, 37 he, points. 37 points. This coming off of the game at Kansas State where Kansas is down 16 at the half, Agbaji finishes with 29 and hits, scores the final six points. It's the, what was basically the game-winning jump shot with nine seconds left. He's playing out of his mind, and he's the national player there, not because he's just scoring a lot. Because if, if that was the case, why why not Antoine Davis at Detroit, who's mm. leading the country in scoring? Why not him? Why not Keegan Murray at Iowa, if, if, if that's all we care about? I'm going to tell you why. Kansas is ranked fifth in the country. Kansas is not very good. I, I, I That dawned on me as I was watching Texas Tech. Like Kansas doesn't... They, 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 they're struggling. Remy Martin seems to be a lost cause, whether it's his injuries or whether he's just in Bill Self's doghouse, whatever it is. It's, it's the Bill. Some he and Bill Self, yeah, get along. Yeah. Uh, Bill Self does not trust any of his big guys, which are basically just McCormick and Lightfoot. Um, and that is, we we talked about this last week. We were talking about Kansas. Those are those are Bill Self staples: point guard, center. The rest you kind of figure out. You can you can figure it out. But that is the that's why that's why people believed in, in the 2020 Kansas team so much because they had Dotson and Azubuke. That's like when when Bill Self has those two horses, he knows what yeah. to do with them. Yeah. He has he has neither one of those. He doesn't have a point guard he can trust. He doesn't have a big man he can trust. He has just a, a handful of wings that like some of them step up every so often. And the one guy who is consistent is Igbaji. And if he wasn't playing out of his mind, Kansas might be unranked right now. I'm not even kidding. That's not even hyperbole. Like they've, they've, they, they're on a five game winning streak, and four of those games have been won by single digit or uh, one possession. I mean, yeah, they're 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 teetering on the the cusp of like not actually being that good, but instead they're ranked fifth in the country because they have the best player in the country. So he's my king of the mountain. That's my pick. I love that pick, and uh, Akbaji is. I mean, when you're a college basketball fan, you have a soft spot for guys that you saw as gangly young kids turn into superstars. And Baji yeah. is one of the few guys that checks those box, boxes and then is going to go to the NBA and probably be a really good NBA player. So I love seeing Baji. I love to see his story. I love to see that all work out. My king of the mountain, I mean, he should be the king of the mountain every single week. Do coach Mike Krzyzewski. <laughs> He's... He, he is the oh, you're king. trying to get on the curse action. I see. He is the king. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he is the king of the mountain. Uh, and Durham has uh, put you up. You can't spell king without a K. Exactly. And uh, speaking of, they have put up uh, two ESPN billboards. You and I famously had billboards on 15501. You know, best mm-hmm. fans in the country, North Carolina. Fox did a great poll. Um, on that same road, Coach K has bought the, the billboard space that was once ours and is now his. And it says, "Is it really the same? Yeah, same, the same one. Where, where else are four decades defined by one letter? 
of course, K. And uh, it is an ESPN billboard. Oh, it's ESPN. Yeah, they've taken our billboard, but they took our spot. It's where we once were. Coach K said, I will not have that happen in my town. I will get there one day. So he's the king of the mountain. Two billboards. And again, a lot of people are pointing this out. I don't want to point this out because I don't want to be a homer. Coach K, two billboards, but the highway named after Dean Smith. <laughs> so, I mean, you'd much rather have the highway than a billboard. But, I, uh, I mean, some things last forever. Some things are up there for a few weeks. Uh, but, you know, the, the king of the ESPN mountain. ESPN bought him billboards? Yeah. Defined by one letter. Are we letter. serious? Yeah. Where else are well, four see, decades I, I'm not, I'm defined not, by one letter? That, I, that, that's definitive right there. Like, we're anytime we talk ill of Duke, we're not being Duke haters. We're being company men. Like, we don't we don't mess with ESPN. Yeah, ESPN. DSPN is what yeah. we call it, yeah. So, like, that's all it is. Yeah. Like, Coach K's in bed with ESPN. We're Fox guys, so. Exactly. But he is your king of the mountain. <laughs> but he's my king of the mountain this week. And let's hope that the curse does not affect the Oh, boy. Can. Oh man, that would be such a devastating. But thing. but my my pick was going to uh, be Bruce Pearls, so we could lead into an Auburn conversation. Yeah, let's talk about the SEC because let's, let's talk about, talk about some of these SEC games. Uh, the the one that was probably, um, the 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 biggest surprise everyone was saying was Georgia beating Alabama. But I could be honest, like Auburn almost losing to Missouri was almost more surprising to me than yeah. This Anzo Martin not fouling at the end of the game was the big. <laughs> story of the night uh, basketball i mean uh, shout out to missouri i mean they played it very you could tell that they they were like we're t- we're playing the number one team they knew what was coming yeah every exactly. missouri basketball fan knew what was coming they they understood <laughs> that like we're not going to win but it's cool that like people are we hung us. around in this game yeah. and that people it, were checking in the, the, the yeah that this game was on sec network and people were finding it because they wanted to watch and, it. and show uh, the atmosphere a little bit maybe we're trying to entice some coaches to be like hey mizzou pretty good program and then they chanted overrated after they lost <laughs> And I was like, all right. Well. So did UCLA to Arizona. I'm like, this, this but is But at least that time. makes sense. You beat their ass. Yeah, Missouri lost. Yeah. They started chaining over. It's <laughs> over. Well, this is the one game that we finally saw Jabari Smith kind of, uh, you know, break a little bit. Yeah. You know, where we get, I feel like the pressure of now he is the number one guy and he's supposed to be the best player in the country. I mean, all that's kind of coming to a head. And, mm-hmm. and this game. On the pedestal, we start taking you down, dude. Well, I mean, works. We finally put him up there. And- they're closing out hard on him. He's not getting the open three-pointers he was yeah. getting before because guys were sagging a little bit. You know, he wasn't getting mm-hmm. open looks. He was forcing things a little bit. Only has five points in this game. And it just comes back to you and I were texting while we were watching this game. They have to figure out who their guard is. I mean, it's green. Wendell Green is going to be their guy. But is that really? I mean, was you know, Katie Johnson or is it Katie Johnson? Yeah. yeah, I mean, because Bruce Pearl said after the game, he's like, "I give the ball to Katie Johnson." I say, "Get the hell out of the way." Yeah. But is that really going to be? Is that, is that your formula? Is that really the formula? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So that that's well, the only thing that causes concern when you look. So at it. coming away from the Alabama game, uh, which is probably Auburn's biggest win on the season, we can talk about that in a second. By the way, um, also UConn's got the best win of the season, beating Auburn. Beating Auburn. Yeah, <laughs> so people forget, like UConn right now, like they have the best resume win around. You yeah, know? they can just be like, "Hey, we beat Auburn neutral site." Um, the uh, uh, coming away from the Alabama game, I, I remember like the my big take home point was like the the Auburn Auburn is led by big guys. We know that Jabari Smith, Walker Kessler, um, are are if not their two best, like Jabari's obviously their best. I think Walker Kessler is their second best. Yeah, or at least the, you know I think Auburn fans would say it's Katie Johnson, but. As far as impact, I think it's Kessler. I think it's Kessler defensively. Yeah. 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 Just unlocks so much for them to have those two guys out there. But anyway, um, I I I knew that was a given about Auburn. What I didn't know was whether the guards could step up in big moments and whether they could like take over games and all that kind of stuff. And I remember the Alabama game. I was like, oh, so Wendell Green can be that guy. Cause he was like 
basically grabbing his nuts out there. He was great. It was just like, I'm going to take over this game and win this game for us. KD Johnson did the same thing tonight at Missouri. Um, and I think the lesson we're learning, Tate, is that the lesson we're learning from the Auburn-Kentucky game, when Kentucky's guards go down, Ty Ty Washington's out, and Severe Wheeler gets Yeah, can get, we just say that for killed Kentucky by Oscar? Fans? Yeah. We know Ty Ty went down. Yeah, we know he went down. That. Yeah. We know that Oscar's trying to kill Severe Wheeler by not calling out screens. We we we're, we understand. But uh, the lesson you keep learning, Tate, is no matter how good your big guys are, we're learning this from Illinois with Kofi Coburn. Mm. No matter how good your big guys are, at the end of the day, this is a guard game. You're only going to go so far as your guards take you. And uh, th- these are lessons we're learning over. I mean, Illinois tonight, same thing. They didn't have, they didn't have Kofi. They didn't have Andre Corbella. Trent Frazier was like, I'm going to shine. I'm going to split ball screens. I'm going to do dipsy do. I'm going to throw passes. Like oh, I love Trent. He was awesome. Um, but but that that that's what that's the lesson about Auburn. It's like all, Jabari Smith. We should talk about him nonstop about how good he is. I do think he's going to be the number one pick. I do think he's the most talented player in the country. Um, I Walker Kessler is a game changer for them. He had 400 dunks against Kentucky. It's, it's he. It, th- those are the guys that make them different. Those are the guys that 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 make you salivate at the mouth. If Auburn wins a national championship, it's going to be because Wendell Green and or Katie Johnson were unbelievable. Became the, the, yeah. the guy. Yeah, and I, I you know. I see flashes. Yeah, I think they could. I think they could. Yeah, we've seen each one of them do it. So it's not yeah. to say that they can't do it. But yeah. it, uh, it's also to point out that Auburn is going to have a little bit of an Achilles heel when we get to the tournament and the game slows down. Yeah. And you need someone to help kind of get things all yeah. set up. And, and you know, yes. and Bruce Pearl's a maniac on the sideline. I mean, he's a great coach, but he like he's yelling all types of things and freaking out. And you know what I mean? He's not necessarily your calming presence. I wouldn't say Katie Johnson's the calming presence. Either. Exactly. <laughs> so I think that's why it's got to be window yeah. green. But he's also a little bit of a firecracker, too. And, and maybe it's a situation where Jabari can can be kind of the go-to guy in some of these crunch time situations where they get him the ball. Yeah, but I don't know if he's that guy yet. You know I don't think. I mean? he, I, yeah, he's he's almost like too smooth and steady, and just kind of yeah, you know. And I, I, and, I, I, and I think like the lights, like I, I think he can play with the bright lights, but I think the lights are getting a lot brighter on him. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. Like and it's well, not the, gonna the, stop. the lights are getting brighter. I mean. On Auburn. On Auburn as a whole, not just that they're number one, but um, I, I, I don't know if anyone else has noticed this, but Auburn, like most of their big, like exciting, the, the, their big win was Kentucky, you know, like, and they beat LSU at home. Um, they're, they're, two, they're two teams they beat with a pulse outside of that jungle, they call it, is uh, that, that's what they call it? That's the jungle. section, yeah. the Auburn Arena. <laughs> uh, the win at Bama, which is worth less and less by the <laughs> by the hour. Bama makes no sense. I mean, that's just... Uh, and then they beat Sister Jean in a hotel ballroom in the yeah. Bahamas. And those are like their two hang our hat on. The, 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 these, the, these are our definitive proof that we can play well away from home. Um, which, you know, like it, it, it's... I don't, I, I don't know how many teams are playing great away from home, but that, that's going to be interesting as we go along in the SEC schedule, especially because I think you've talked yourself into like Auburn's just going to wipe the floor with the rest of the SEC. Because they've already beat Kentucky, they've already beat Bama, they've already beat LSU. But two of those came at home. Bama sucks. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. So that's going to be interesting to watch unfold. Which isn't to say again, I don't think Auburn's bad. I don't think Auburn's undeserving of one. Um, but you're just starting to see like, like, like Auburn fans are new to the party, so they're like, oh, we're number one. That means in football, when you're number one, we're going. We're going to win it all. We're going to win it all. It's like in basketball, that's not always no, how it works. No. You get up to number one. Now all of a sudden. The yeah, pressure's no, turned the, up every single night. You got all the Ask Wake in Forest in 2009 yes. or 2005 yes. what that's like. It's not fun. And yes. also, Oklahoma's coming on Saturday. 
to play yes. Auburn in the jungle. Yes. And the Big 12 is the best conference in basketball. So I think Oklahoma's probably That's how get... scared Oklahoma is going to be at the game. Not, Not at all. all. Exactly. Not at all. That's what I mean. Yeah. They play now in Fieldhouse. They know what it's like. So yeah. I, I feel like that could be a nice litmus test game. But if you look at their schedule, I mean, they play at Tennessee February 26th. That's really the next big test. Maybe at Florida the week before. But they have a pretty... I yeah. mean, they, they could go smooth sailing all the way. I don't in. think they need to like go in. I'm not. It's not like yeah. the moment Auburn loses one of these games, I'm gonna be like, see, I knew it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just uh, no, you're I, just pointing I, out that I just point out like the, these instances. Let's of not going, get ahead of ourselves. Going on the road to Missouri and needing Quanzo Martin to lose his brain at the end of the game and not foul. Yeah. Um, and and escaping with a win, it's surprising. I'm not gonna pretend like I saw it coming, but like. Those sorts of moments do happen when you're number one, and they will continue to happen. And you you might get upset to a team you have no business. You you might lose to Texas A&M at home or something. You yeah. might scratch your head and be like, how the hell did we beat all these other teams, and now Texas A&M comes in here and beats us by eight? How did that happen? Um, it's because you're number one, and that's, yeah. that, that's how it works. That's how it works when you're number one. Uh, what else is there? Illinois beats uh, Michigan State. You wanna, you're, you're a big Trent Frazier guy. He's your... I mean, I just think this was good for Redacted. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I'm I'm really excited about what they're trying to get together. I think that they still have a lot of hope and optimism for the rest of the season. I like what they're doing in the Big Ten. I, I think, think that, Michigan State's not the number 10 team in the country. I, don't I mean, no so, offense yeah. to them, but I, I think they are playing some good basketball. Tonight was not a good example of that, but this was a gritty win for Illinois. I mean, to win without Corbello and without Kofi, oh, yeah. I mean, that says a lot. I'm starting to... I'm. Yeah, you you're anti bit. You're you're going small ball on me. I mean, I'm definitely anti Kofi winning national player. Well, also, Mizzou went small tonight too, so this was not a good night for the bigs. Yeah, I'm 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 anti Kofi winning national. I think he's forfeited his national player there because I've seen twice now that Illinois is fine without him. Mm. When they played Purdue and he was in foul trouble, they were like better without him on the floor. And then tonight they, I don't know if they're be- I don't know if they're better as a team without him. But the yeah. the guards are dead. Like Plummer and 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 Frazier and and Goody, like those dudes, like. Frazier especially, like he's he's coming out, he, he's doing shit that he he would never do if Kofi's in the middle of the lane, like posting yeah, he, up, demanding the ball. The and, hardest thing to do when you're a guard is play with the big man, as we yeah. all know. That's why Kobe was losing his mind. Play with Shaq. Yes. He's like, I have yeah. no room, I have no driving lanes. The Big Ten race is going to be awesome though. Wisconsin, Michigan State, Illinois, Ohio State all have two losses. Mm. Uh, Purdue has three losses. Indiana, Rutgers, Iowa have four. They're not going to win it, but like they could, one of them can pop up and. St- not be dead yet and kind of be in the mix. I don't know. It's going to be an awesome Big Ten race this year. Ohio State, like, I don't know. Ohio State's played, like, one game, I think, in the last month and a half, it feels yeah, like. Yeah, and, and that was the problem with UCLA. We were talking about the start. I mean, yeah. there's some of these teams that almost get lost in the shuffle a little bit. You need to almost no, the Buckeyes reminded. Are, the Buckeyes are definitely that, but I, I wanted to bring up the, because uh, Illinois beats Michigan State tonight, so now it's, because Michigan State was in first place in the Big Ten because they beat Wisconsin at Wisconsin on Friday. Tate, you understand? So yep. everyone's beating everybody. Uh, and everyone has forgotten that Ohio State still only has two losses, so we're not dead yet. Yeah. But it's going to be awesome, dude. The, the the Big Ten race is, there really are like five or six teams that could win this thing. I'm in. I'm going to uh, watch. Uh, <laughs> and some of the minor. Illinois also didn't score in the final 533 of this game. Oh, my God. That's pretty funny. Ugh. Ugh. All right, is that it? Uh, you want to do shout-outs, closeouts, and get out of here? Yeah, let's do it. I, I mean... I feel really good about where we are in college basketball after the night, though. I mean, I feel like UCLA reasserted itself. It was good for the Pac-12. Uh, speaking of where we are in college basketball, the McDonald's All-American game. Oh. Uh, the rosters just came out. Is it back? They didn't play it last year, right? No. Uh, so this is this was a big one, big announcement. No North Carolina Tar Heels uh, on this oh. roster. First time ever in back-to-back years, no Tar Heels on the McDonald's All-American roster. Yeah. Oh, no. First time. 
history being made. You hate to see it, but uh Hubert Davis making history. Oh god. Uh <laughs> Drake's Drake's guy or Drake's kid, uh Amari Bailey is, yeah. is on the is on the McDonald's. Stepson, Mac- yeah, maybe. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah, he's he's on there. Uh MJ Rice from my hometown. I used to see him. He was playing at the YMCA when he was Yay High. He's a McDonald's All-American going to Kansas next year. So it was good to see that. But the, this is a, a fun little list, but Sky Clark was snubbed. Our guy Sky Clark. Oh, was he? Well, he's been injured. He had a torn ACL. So people were saying that's why he got snubbed, but he got snubbed. There, there's a couple snubs. Damn, erase there. erase the Sky Clark interview from yes. our, our We only we, we only, only have five <laughs> yeah. We don't have Yes. We don't have non-McDonald's yes. All-Americans on our show. Actually, just put Peyton Watson's highlights yeah. for tonight yeah, up in place of that video. <laughs> How many times do you think on draft night they're going to show Peyton Watson? <laughs> that three. three Mike hit. Schmidt's like, this is how this is how it's done. This is how the pick and pop is going to work with Peyton Watson the next level. I'm like, <laughs> it literally happened once. It's once. It's happened like, once. Over and over. Oh, man. Uh, I want to shout out the uh, the Indiana Hoosiers for being back. Oh, gosh. For being back for the exact same <laughs> amount of time that the Purdue Boilermakers are ranked number one, which is mm. three days. State. The Hoosiers were back. Uh, as we know, as first reported on this program by my father, who, uh, who, who like, nonchalantly, I was like, Dad, are the Hoosiers back? He's like... Yeah, you know, we are back. That's the thing, Mark. We're back. We're definitely back. It's like, we're, yeah, yeah. You hate to say yeah, it, but we're, we're definitely you know, back. We're definitely, uh, get absolutely blown out by Michigan Tate um, yeah. on, on Sunday. But uh, thankfully, there's a lot of great NFL football going on, and I don't think a lot of people <laughs> noticed or cared. No, no one was watching really college basketball. But it did happen. I witnessed it. I was watching the game. You were? The Mike Woodson suit magic is over, and Indiana got smoked in a simple. If there was anyone for him to lose to in the suit, it was Jawan Howard. Jawan Howard yeah. I feel like Jawan Howard had like the reverse, like, you know, like, I'm doing what you're doing kind of mojo against I, him. I found this note, too. Neil Armstrong spent more time in space than Indiana was made for. <laughs> That's what it says here. <laughs> <laughs> Big Ten set of the day. <laughs> Big Ten. Save that one. Save that one for later. Neil Armstrong, more time in space. Wow. Than Indiana was back. Wow. So there's that. Uh, I, I want to, I want to shout ahead. out Dickie V. Uh, oh, yeah. That, yeah. This, but I mean, this, this is not this is a little bit of sad news, but he's going to shut it down for the rest of the season. Uh, he's going to opt out. Yeah, he's going to opt he's out. He's opting out. Working That's all he's doing. Cords, and he's coming back with, with, with you know, revenge, all that yeah. next season. So yeah. shout out to Dickie V. We Hashtag unfinished business season for Dick Vitale yeah. next year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I he's think that out. if all. he if he comes back next year and he's like really locked in, I think we give him the farewell tour that Kate thought he was. Gonna oh do. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great idea. The, the, if I tell he's one of the him and Walton are the only two I guess that make us cross enemy lines. And like, yeah, for ESP, you know, because I just got done saying like we're fucked. No, no, no. I mean, Dickie V's it's above bigger than ESP. It's bigger. Yeah, yeah Bill above. Walton's above ESP. Yeah, yes, above. he he does yeah. do. That's his day yes. job. Yeah. Okay. But he's above it. All right. <laughs> Uh, I want to shout out. Let's see here. Um, my alma mater. Um, oh, not Ohio State. Oh, okay. That's what you're thinking. <laughs> my high school alma mater. Oh, Brownsburg, Brownsburg High School. Nice. Uh, beat number one team in the state, Carmel Greyhounds. Tate on a last this is second. Josh McRoberts team. Yes. Right? Yes. And if you remember in the state tournament in football, we beat Carmel, and I think they might have been ranked number one or two or something. And wow. that, I, I, I don't. They were defending state champions. We beat them in that. My school, my high school is literally addicted to, to beating Carmel. Like we yeah. cannot stop. We should have McRoberts to on to talk about yes. this. Um, so shout out, we, we, the, the number one team in the state played at my high school and they, 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 they did I, I got to send you the clip. There's a scramble. Like, I saw, the I saw the clip on Twitter. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty epic. Yeah. <laughs> and they just throw up a last second shot at the, to beat the number one team in the state. So uh, shout out to them. What else? Uh, shout out Jeremy Sohan back for Baylor. They spanked Kansas state tonight. I wanted mm-hmm. to, uh, 
they're undefeated with he, when he's in the lineup. He might be their DeAndre Hunter, you know? Like speaking of DeAndre Hunter, he's, he's playing great at the NBA level. Is he? Yeah, he's bouncing back. Hawks bouncing back. All right. Uh Sohan's back though, so Baylor might be uh might be great after all. What else is there? Uh oh, I wanna I wanna shout out myself for the IU Purdue game being the most watched FS1 game of all time. Yeah, I saw that. And uh, I saw that. I, I retweeted that. that on, I was uh, proud of yeah, you. So. That was all you. That. You should get a lot of credit for that, by the way. Did anyone send you a thank you? I got a text from the higher ups of Fox. Nice. They were like, well done. And I was like, it just said from Fox. I was like, where's my bonus? <laughs> yes. They're like, shut up. Yes. Unsubscribed from the <laughs> yeah. text. They had stop. They put says, stop it all caps. Says leaves conversation. <laughs> stop it all caps. Oh god. Uh did I have anything else? Uh oh, shout out Ohio State alum Joe Burrow in the AFC championship game. Oh my uh, god. We're pulling for you, buddy. Uh all of us fuck out <laughs> <Joe> Burrow. <laughs> it, it it really takes the sting out of Ohio State alum LeBron James fighting for a playoff spot. So you uh, see LeBron was wearing Kentucky stuff the other day, <laughs> flying on a plane. Speaking of Kentucky quickly, uh win number eight hundred for John Calipari. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Shout His eight hundredth own court victory because of all the, you know, games that have been taken away and stripped. Oh, so yeah. it's his eight hundredth own court victory. So he was on the court for eight hundred wins, but not all of them count uh evenly. Oh, so this is I don't know how that works with all like that, but eight hundredth on court victory. Congratulations. Shout out to uh Barry Bonds not making the Hall of Fame. Dude, what is up with that? I mean, I know what's up with that, but like my goodness, can we just get over ourselves? Yeah. Like I thought that that group of people that was boxing those guys out would be gone by now. Yeah. Like you know, when do they leave? I think the Hall of Fame should be I think the only voter should be my grandmother and if she's heard of you, you get in. Yeah. Kenny Lofton. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so I think everyone else uh so I mean, she probably heard of Barry Bonds. We should start our own Hall of Fame. I was thinking about that too like why why do they get to decide? Why do they get to decide? Yeah, no, that's a great. Point. What is there? Can we not just start our own Hall of Fame? Who, who's to stop us? And the other thing I was thinking, let's start our own Hall of Fame, and the first person we put in is Pete Rose, and I think we get immediately all the. That's it. That's the yeah. only. No, everyone loves us. Everyone's like, oh well, I was, I was, I was thinking about this too. Do you think uh, starting nine of guys who aren't in the Hall of Fame could beat the nine a starting nine like the worst starting nine you could come up with of Hall of Famers. Probably. I think they would blow them out, right? I haven't even really thought about it. Yeah, yeah. I think no, they'd blow them out. I think they would. Because that includes like Mike Trout too. He's not in the Hall of Fame technically. He will be, but he's not right now. No. A Rod and no, I mean, Sammy Sosa. Yeah. And Bonds and Clemens and, and Kurt Schilling. I mean Clemens squad. Clemens and Bond. I mean Barry Bonds, I mean that's 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 ridiculous. Also A Rod's not gonna get in. Yeah, put Bob Huggins. Who got in? Ball, Ortiz was the one everyone's excited about. Yeah, because he didn't do steroids. Everyone else did. <laughs> Jesus. All right, that's it. Uh, good night, everybody. Congratulations to UCLA. Uh, officially back. Hopefully it lasts longer than Indiana being back. Uh, we will see you guys Friday.